All right, good afternoon. Yes, it is another Sunday, another Sunday that you heard that notification that lets you know that we are on for another Sunday. Listen, I'm Shanae Starnes, and this is the Beauty Expansion Movement. Uh, this topic today, we're going to be talking about the emotional effect of hair loss. Um, so when we talk about the effects, there are some things that happens to a person when they lose something. Just think about the time that you may have lost money. You may have lost a credit card. You may have lost a loved one. You may have lost your keys. You know, how, that, how you felt in that moment, right? Um, but, you know, in this field over the last 22 years, in my beginning stages, you know, I didn't really have to deal with that because when we're younger, of course, my clients were younger and we all had hair, right? But as time goes along and you're in the field, you start to come into contact with people that start to have problems with their hair, whether they lose their hair because they um, have a child or they lose their hair because they are they have anxiety um, they lose their hair because they're um, under a lot of stress or there's some genetics involved. Like you, you just start to learn um, that hair loss is like this really big, ugly issue. And um, we also find that there are a lot of stylists that may not know how to have that conversation or maybe feel comfortable. We don't know. But today's topic, we're going to dive into that, you know, the emotional effects of hair loss. And um, before we get started, I want to let you know that today's guest is no other than Tina Harris. So um, I also want to let you know that some of these topics um, that we'll have, we'll definitely dive into hair loss. I would love for you to share um, this video, tag someone in this, get this out to those that you love. Um, also share this movement with other stylists. Um, if there's a stylist out there, I'm looking for licensed professionals that are interested in learning more, getting more information on the solutions surrounding hair loss, please have them to text BEAUTY to 55444. Text BEAUTY to 55444. And if you are suffering from hair loss, do the same and we can get you some information. But without further ado, I'd like to welcome, welcome you to Sunday's show, uh, The uh, Effects of Hair Loss. Sit back and enjoy. All right, so today I'm gonna bring on, to, again, we're gonna bring on Tina Harris. Hi, Tina. How are you? Hi, I'm well. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, please introduce yourself. Let everyone know um, who you are, what you do. Okay. Well, I am Tina Harris, and I am a licensed cosmetologist, a licensed uh, beauty instructor, and I've been doing hair for about 23 years professionally, but I've been doing it, you know, since I was in high school. So I'm really passionate about um, healthy hair and more recently just uh, diving in or 
you know, going more in depth with women with hair loss uh, in regards to finding options, you know, because people still have to work. They still have to, you know, put on appearances. So they still need options to help with that, that hair loss journey. So that's what I'm, I've been doing for the last few years. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I was just sharing a little earlier with my audience, when you first got into the hair industry, um, did you feel like that was a topic that was in the forefront or is it something that you kind of uh, got into a little later in your career? Like, how did it start to affect you as a hairstylist? Was there a personal connection or like, how did you start to kind of tap into it? Um, well, definitely I did uh, hair, I mean, hair loss or even mention of healthy hair was not even a topic when I first started in the industry because it was all about the trend, you know, what, what the newest fad was with hair, the asymmetrical haircuts, the color, you know, hair extensions was becoming popular when I got started. So definitely hair loss was not um, one of the topics that, or even a condition that I saw on a typical basis. Um, so mm -hmm. it was definitely about the trends and it was about, you know, the most, uh, popular products that people were using, you know, so hair loss wasn't an issue. I started seeing, um, clients who were having hair loss or hair thinning probably around, mm -hmm. um, early 2000s. So then I started seeing women who had to have the hair extensions because they were trying to cover a ball patch or, you know, some thinning or whereas previously people were wanting the extensions to add hair, add length or volume to their hair. Now it was to the point um, to where they needed it because of the trendy hairstyle. So I started seeing that probably, right. probably around the first part of 2000, maybe 2010, it started to become more frequent. I saw those clients in my chair. Yeah, I will attest because um, on the left side of my hair, just from wearing the glue, when we were wearing the quick weaves, oh, um, I'd say um, that really took a toll. And I was looking at the picture that I posted yesterday, right? And I was like, wow, you know, you can still, you know, see some of those yeah. lasting effects. And so, yeah. you know, when I sit down or used to sit down with clients, sometimes they get it confused when they have like hair shedding. Yeah. Um, versus hair thinning, mm -hmm. then versus that hair loss. And so there's yeah. a serious difference um, between the two. And um, what are some of the suggestions that you offer to a woman? Because, and I know there is a, um, you know, we're, we're, we're talking a little bit about the females here, but, you know, mm -hmm. men have been uh, leading the way. We've been talking about male pattern baldness Balding. for years. Yeah. Um, with women, we would quickly throw a wig on, you know. Oh yeah. Um, you know, back in the day, that was something that they would they would wear, wear, yeah, throw a wig on. But now, I see an older woman. Uh, they're just like, I'm going natural. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. So, what are some of the solutions um, that you may provide or, or suggest? Uh, well, definitely when I see those clients or when they reach out to me and they the first thing they'll let me know is, hey, you know, I have some hair thinning or I have alopecia or I don't have edges. You know, that's the first uh, thing conversation that we have because I make wigs. You know, a lot of them feel comfortable sharing that with me in the beginning. So um, 
and I want to add too that a lot of my clients are they don't live locally. So I'm having these conversations virtually or over the phone with women who um, have come to me because they've tried other things and they didn't work. And um, my assumption is that they have given up on actually going to a hairstylist. So they're trying to find solutions that don't require them to go into the hair salon because of the balding or the alopecia. And there's that shame or that stigma that goes along with losing your hair, you know? So, um, but when I actually have a client that comes into the salon and they sit in my chair, you know, my first question is, um, have you visited a physician? Have you been to a dermatologist? Have you found out, you know, what's causing it? Then I go down um, a checklist of, are you on any medications? What, you know, practices or healthy regimens or hair regimens have you been using on your hair? And then I start to hear, you know, I was having, you know, I was getting quick weaves and, you know, for a period of time, I, I, I didn't wear my own hair. So I didn't really know the condition of my hair. And then they might have mm -hmm. um, medications that they take on top of that. So it's just the whole, it's, it's a whole plethora of things that come into the picture when you start asking those questions. And even sometimes they start to see how the things that they've been doing or things that have happened has contributed to the hair loss. So it's kind of a revelation for both myself and the client because they hadn't even considered. They just thought this was something that happened because, you know, either they're aging or medication or whatever. So. It's a deep conversation in the beginning when they sit down. So, But you bring up a great point. And one of the points that you bring up, you know, as we are the professionals, you know, a part of this conversation includes the in-depth consultation. Yes. Um, the other thing is the fact that we are coaching the client, meaning that we are asking questions, mm -hmm. being quiet, and we are listening. Yeah. The power in listening allows the client to hear themselves speak. Exactly. To hear themselves hear what they are experiencing and saying and sitting in that for just a moment. Mm -hmm. And what I want, um, like our future stylists and our current ones that like are afraid to tackle these conversations to understand is that that's what you're licensed to do. You're, you're, well, you're licensed from your state because you need to be licensed because you're educated to and practice, things of that nature. Right. But, mm -hmm. right. But you have this solution. You know, you just need to study and get your solutions together to provide because emotionally we, we want solutions. We want answers to the problem. But there's yeah. another thing that you tackle is that we are no longer the external stylist provider of product, meaning that mm -hmm. we come in, we shampoo your hair because we got the minoxidil and you got the finasteride, which are the FDA approved external products, right? Right. But we are also the internal suggester of products. Like yeah. what vitamins are you taking? Exactly. You know, nutrition, we have to, if we learn in school that vitamin A, D, E, biotin, everybody knows biotin, but Ten. we too can offer these suggestions. But for some reason, clients don't come to us thinking that we are educated enough to have those conversations. And, and we, we've done that to ourselves. Yeah. And that's because we just don't have those conversations. So I like where you stood just now 
in saying that, you know, you, you have that consultation because there is from a business standpoint, and I mm-hmm. even teach my girls in the class, you know, as an educator, there is a business model that you can create for yourself if you sit in with the solution to clients surrounded around hair loss. Yeah, definitely. They would love you. That that now, I'm not is telling wide you open. To, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's wide open. Um, not for false solutions, but realistic. You give someone the realistic um, reasons that alopecia occur, you know, the and, and how you can um, live with your reality of what type of alopecia that, uh, alopecia that you have. Those are all coping mechanisms for the client. Mm-hmm. And then they will stay with you, yeah. you know? And then if, if you can't service like someone like yourself, mm-hmm. so what type of um, units do you provide for a client? Well, I mean, it just, it varies. I have, I have units that I create, uh, that I manufacture. I have to start saying manufacture. Uh, I manufacture my own custom wig units, I, meaning I create the cap and I, you know, I custom build the wig the way that they have, um, told me that they want. They'll either send me a picture or they'll send me, they'll send me, most of my clients here uh, lately who have hair loss have sent me an old picture of them. So I find that, you know, I'll tell them, you know, send me a picture of the of the style that you have in mind. And, you know, it pretty much I can make whatever style. But they'll send me a picture of maybe 10 years ago of them, the way they used to wear their hair when they had before their hair, they started losing their hair. And I I find that very, you know, that's that emotional connection that they have with the way they view themselves. And so for me to be able to recreate that style for them, I mean, that does like, that does magic for for a client who has been looking for something or trying to make something that was a one size fits all, you know, fit into the way they view themselves. So that, um, that for me is huge. And I also create or manufacture um, hair pieces. So I call them hair toppers because I find that a lot of women yeah. of, of a certain age don't want a lot of hair. They don't want to wear a wig that's down to their shoulders. They don't want to wear, you know, a wig that looks like a wig. They want something that looks natural. Um, and so offering them something that they can just the problem area they can cover and they then they can blend it with their own hair. I mean, that is just magical as well because they're like Mm -hmm. wow I never thought I could find something you know that looks natural and makes helps me feel more confident and I don't have to wear a whole wig so and I also you know get uh pre-manufactured wigs that I kind of customize maybe add a little color cut it shape it so that it looks natural and I you know provide those as well so I try to uh coin myself as as a stylist who can provide options and education so I can let them know, you know, educate them on the hair loss, educate them on uh, wearing wigs because a, a lot of them have never worn a wig before um, and mm-hmm. then educate them on how to care for the wig. So it's like a whole process. It's not just, hey, I want to get a wig, blah, blah, blah. No, we got to have this conversation, this consultation. Yeah. What what brought you to me? Um, what are you looking mm-hmm. for? How can this help you? And then teaching them how to use it, how to use the product, how, because if you get a wig and you don't know how to use it, I mean, it's not really going to serve any, any purpose. So just letting Mm -hmm. them know, okay, Hey, this is custom made to fit you. 
So when you wear it, you need to you need to make it your own. That's the thing I'm trying to that's I try to instill that with my clients to, hey, this is you. You know, nobody will know you're wearing a wig unless you tell them. So just trying to reinstill mm -hmm. that confidence that they lost when they lost their hair. So that's that's what I've been doing here lately. I love it. And what I also love is that you're providing options. You know, it doesn't have to like the, the wigs that I the, the hair topics that I saw on your Instagram page. I mean, you could have the hair cut short on the side and it was just the hair on the top. top you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, the top, and I said, oh, that's cute. You know what yeah. I mean? And I guess it could also be for someone who doesn't necessarily have hair loss also. Yeah, I was gonna say that too. Like I have a lot of, uh, of ladies and I also promote this. I highly recommend it. Like um, hair color is not for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Hair extensions, as far as the glue and all that other stuff, that's not for everybody. So I always say, you know, if you're thinking of trying a new style that includes maybe a haircut or hair color, try it on a wig first, mm -hmm. try it on a hair topper first, you know, see if you even like it before, because a lot of times as ladies, we'll see something on someone else and we'll say, Hey, I want that style, but it's not, you know, there's maintenance behind it. There's you know, there's process behind it. You don't know what, how your hair is going to respond to a chemical treatment or whatnot. So I always suggest that ladies try a wig or hair topper first before they do any chemical processes to their hair. So, but yeah, I've had those clients too, who say, Hey, I love rocking my short hair. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to change my color and you know, they'll, they'll ask, they'll purchase something in a different color in a longer length or something like that. I love it. That's what I was thinking. And I know I'll, you'll be able to provide your information towards the end, but yeah. I said, yeah, those are cute. You'll be on your video doing your thing. Yeah. I was like, okay. Yes. So yeah. you're providing like a chic look, a chic, a chic hope for a woman who does have that severe alopecia. And um, trust me, you know, in this field, um, there are a lot of women that, you know, in privacy, of course, they'll show you the severe pictures of their um their uh hair loss yeah and let's be clear like there is a clear distinction i'm talking about like hair loss like there's no hair going back it's not right and it's not gonna come back yeah that's you know um getting to the you know there's something hereditary going on it's something sometimes I, i'll tell the client like you would you can kind of see it in your family whether it's on your mother's mm -hmm. side or your father's side uh, look at the men look at the older women you can see you know yeah. my mother and i we, we look at our little corners right here you know we look at our grandmother we're like okay mm -hmm. we're thinning right here so you know that might be you but yeah in the top part your family may not have had it, but you might be that one that may start seeing that thinness. Yeah. Um, one of the things I also wanted to offer too, as the professional and as the stylist, is that because we stand over our client's head, because they come to us every week, every two weeks, maybe once a month, that it is up to us once we start seeing a trend to communicate that to the client, because guess what? They want, they, don't be thinking that they don't want you to tell them that. Yeah. And don't think that you shouldn't tell them that. That is oh, your yeah. job to tell them that. Yes. Because you have to, I went to a, um, a trichology class out in California a few years ago. And uh, he said, that is our, our job. Like, I didn't really 
I, I needed to hear that again. That's why you go for classes and get continuing education mm-hmm. because as stylists, we get all complacent. We think we got it. We know it all. But no, sometimes we need to be told again, professional. These women, they come in and they're even complacent in their situation. We, we're supposed to breathe life back into them oh, yeah. um, and let them know, you know, what's going on and, and help them. Um in yeah, many it's, cases, it's, they just need to be educated. It's so, I mean, it runs so deep, though, because, um, I mean, it's, it's as far as the emotional piece of it, like, it goes yeah. deep. Like, I find that women are really, really um, emotional about it, or they have just numbed themselves to it. And, see, that that's the piece of the puzzle that people don't talk about. They don't talk about you know, before they get to you with their problem and then after they leave and you've helped them, like you don't hear about that piece of it. And so it just it just runs so deep because I have I've worked with cancer patients who have lost their hair. I've worked with uh, women who have lost their hair because of, uh, preg- you know, they were pregnant and then the hormones and then they, you know, had alopecia, hair never grew back. You know, I've I've worked with women. I've heard so many situations to I'm just like, wow, I, you know, I didn't even know that was uh, a, you know, a cause of hair loss. So it's I, it's been a journey where I've been educated. But these women have taught me too that, you know, life still goes on. I still have to go to work. I still have to you know, do all the things. I still have to show up. So, you know, I don't have time to be down and out about not having hair. I need solutions. I need options. And, you know, so I, when I have a client in my chair who has gone through that, I try my best to, um, normal, not normalize it, but not make them feel like, Oh my God. Oh, what happened? You know, so you can't have that response to it. And I'm always just encouraging them. It's okay. You know what? We, Whatever we can do, we're going to do it. Like I had a a client two weekends ago who came to me um, and she had complete. Well, she had, you know, she had alopecia and in the front she had no, no hairline at all. And she has been wearing quick weaves and just was like, you know, she reached out to me on Instagram. She's like, I'm coming to see you. She had been following me, whatever. And she's like, I'm coming to see you Mm -hmm. like an hour away coming to see you so she got there and so I was like okay so what are we doing do you want a wig do you want a hair top so she took her hair off I mean her hat off I'm sorry took her hat off and like that she didn't have anything for me to even you know if she wanted a hair topper because she wanted a short style but she didn't have anything to clip it to in the front so um, I was like, well, you know, because initially I had said you can get crochet braids. You know, I saw her hair and I was like, we can bridge a braid, you know, and do whatever. Or we can do the hair topper or you can do a wig. And she got so excited about the crochet braid. She was like, I want crochet braids. Give me one second. Okay. Mm-hmm. I do apologize. Thank you. Um, So she was so excited about the crochet braids and that I, I didn't have the heart to break her heart. So I was like, Oh, so in my mind, I'm like, Oh my God, how am I going to do this? Because when I actually got over her head, I was like, she has like, she doesn't have anything for me to barely bridge it. But I did it by some, some, uh, 
Houdini trick, I was able to get her hair braided down and then was able to, you know, finish the crochet style. And she was just like, I can't believe you did it. Like the way she walked out was definitely different from the way she walked in. So for me, that's the payoff. Just, you know, yeah. trying to trying to provide options for people who thought that there was nothing else. You know, they didn't have any other choices out there. So that's that's just that's why I keep doing it you know, honestly. So for the, for just to get that response from women. So. I think that um, just this whole profession and, you know, I had someone on last week and she talked about, you know, why they didn't deem us, you know, essential workers mm. just from an emotional standpoint. Yes. Um, you know, the, the people, and I'm in a lot of hair groups on Facebook and just listening to stylists across the country. Um, you know, there, there's a, there's a, there's a reason why, but you know, just from that standpoint alone, yeah. I just have cried with my clients too. Yes. I have shouted <laughs> with my clients, prayed yeah. with my clients for my clients. They prayed yeah. for me. And so it's just really deeper. And this is why, you know, clients, they, I was, I was, it was told that, when the uh, states did open up and as close as we are with our clients in proximity, you know, to each other, we were the most in demand industry. People mm. walking around, their hair color was just out the wazoo, men walking around with hair all over the place, you know, yeah. um, you know, this industry nails, people have been wearing press-ons, you, you go into the stores, press-ons, you can't even find them in the day on the shelf. Or online, you know, gone like they were sold out. It was bad, it was bad. Yeah. 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 So. You know, just from an emotional standpoint, you know, the loss of what we deem, you know, from women, a, a woman's crown and glory. Mm -hmm. um, it's something about when you get your hair done, you, you just, you just look your shoulders it changes just... everything it changes everything <laughs> and i have i have yet to meet one person who can say that you know their hair does not impact the way they feel about themselves because it's something about yeah, you know right. going to get their hair done taking that scarf or bonnet or whatever you wear taking it off you know putting on a little makeup girl you'll then, miss work for that honey what i'll be <laughs> late call out my hair is not done no i can't come in today you know so I, I mean, I definitely get it. I always, that's always been my motto. When you look good, you feel good. So, and that yeah. is so true. And that ain't it's a cliche, so honey. That is the no, true that's statement. The truth. Yes, it is. Absolutely true. So, I mean, uh, the emotional impact of hair loss to me is it runs deep. Um, you either, they're either going to, I, I, I'm sure women go through a period of mourning when they find out that they're losing their hair. They try all these things. Yeah. Nothing seems to work. And, you know, they get to a point where they just give up and like, oh, well, you know, because that's usually who ends up in my chair. The person who is just like, oh, well, you know, and so they're surprised when they actually can find something that suits them, something that's convenient, something that they can manage at home. And, you know, that's. That's just been my experience. Yeah, because it's like an impairment to one's self-image. You know, um, we already deal with enough. You, you can tell when someone uh, is not doing well. The first mm -hmm. thing that goes is what? Their, their, their hair. hair. You're like, oh, mm -hmm. what's wrong with so-and-so? She, 
her hair ain't right. You know, yeah. that, that's one of the first things. So I think that um, there's different, you know, corners of this conversation, you know, to, to be had. I wanted to get you on because we, we were talking about this um, as professionals and how um, the emotional side of it sets in for, for clients and, mm -hmm. um, and it's real. Yeah, and that it's very real. Professionals in our industry um, could really impact their current client base by ensuring that they're providing those solutions to their clients. Oh, yeah. um, if they're not the ones to actually do, you know, the wigs, the installations, um, the solutions on that end, there are, you know, different products that they can have conversations with their clients about mm -hmm. um, to help impact, you know, regrowing the hair. Um, yeah. But I'd like for you to take a moment to share, you know, with the audience how they could get in touch with uh, yourself. So I am on Facebook. Uh, my salon name is Styles on Top Salon or Wigs. I'm not sure what it is on Facebook, um, but on Instagram, it is Styles on Top Couture. And uh, you can also go to my website at stylesontopwigs.com. So um, any of those platforms, you reach out, you can private message me, you have any questions. I'm happy to either call you or we can just go back and forth in the messaging. That's fine. But um, definitely I'm there. I try to show women the versatility of wearing wigs because I always get a lot of first time. I've never worn a wig. I'm scared. You know, I'm nervous about it. And so I just try to, you know, talk them through before they make the commitment to get a wig and uh, or hair piece or whatever, what have you. Or if it's just referring them to someone else, I have no problem with that either. If there's something that they need that I can't provide, I will, you know, with the client's best interest at heart, I will refer them to someone who can help them. Because at the end of the day, it's about restoring the confidence, making sure that they have <coughs> options that you know suit their lifestyle and suit their needs so that's that's just a yeah that's just priority <coughs> excuse me i wanted to make sure is that the website styles on top wigs.com yes yep that's my website and of course i'm on facebook under this under the same if you type in styles on top you can pull it up on facebook and on instagram okay. so yep all right well listen i would like to say thank you very much. I appreciate you. you for stopping by. No and problem. And I would love to have you back again. And I wish, you know, um, blessings in your business and that you continue to reach um, the women that are in need of your services. Um, yes, ma'am. You as well. Yep. All right. Thank you. And um, yes, I'm just going to have a few last words, okay? Okay. Thank you, Tina. All right. All right. So listen, guys, I want to say thank you for another um, edition of the show. And I want to also for those licensed individuals, um, again, whether you are um, a hairstylist, natural hair care, and you have your license, I would love to talk to you. Are you really set up to have the conversation about hair loss with your clients? Are you afraid to tackle the subject? Like, what are you talking to your clients about? Um, that's really important. Or or are you someone that's experiencing it? Um, 
are you having hair loss and you're not quite sure what to do, I'd like to uh, make sure that you're able to get in contact with me by texting the word beauty to 55444. You're going to text beauty to, let's see, 55444. Because um, that is something that I have been um, talking about for a while now. And I want to make sure that I am contributing what I can from an educational standpoint with those stylists that are interested in infusing that into their business, especially from a product standpoint. Even though you may do braiding, you may do um, extensions, you may do uh, wig installations, your client may be natural, they still may need to care for their hair at home. Um, there are some things that you may need to add to your arsenal. There are some things that you need to know about how to con have a conversation with your client or you may need to know some things. Get with me and thank you for taking time to share this broadcast and thank you for joining me this, this particular Sunday. And until next time, take care, guys.